play the fucking intro. Dustin and this is Eric and this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 268. We're just missing a four. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. Okay, that's that's the pun to get you started. So we're already starting at a low bar. Nothing, no, nowhere to go but up. It'll take a long time to get to that 2468 episode two. Oh yeah, (laughs) I'll have a long white beard by then. (laughs) Right? It's taken. About five years, and so that would be about 20 years or so from now if we continue to do episodes at the same pace. So yes, you will have a white beard by then. <laughs> yep. yep, divided by, uh, yeah, because we do this weekly. So 2468 divided by 52, that would take uh, 47 years and just about six months to reach 2,468 yeah. episodes. Yeah. Oh, you, th- you think you got a few more decades in you? <laughs> yeah, a few. There's a few, but uh, I don't know if we're going to get to that. So, uh, rather than saying yes or no to that, let's get into this episode. This episode, as per usual, lots of great music. Let's get to the new music that has come out recently. First off, we'll start on June 5th. Ben Out of Shape released a new single called My Part of Town. Chernobyl and Force Majeure put out a split EP, two tracks each band on Primator Crew. Contusion put out an LP, Primator Crew, on June 6th. Nerf Herder put We All Got COVID Except for Linus, and that is a <laughs> single. <laughs> I remember that one. Right? I've yet to listen to it, but it's I just love that title. Leave it to Nerf Herder. <laughs> uh, Trashed Again, they have an episode, or not an episode, they have an New EP, second EP of the year, Broken Bones, and stay tuned on to the next episode for something from that. Rob Brigade put out Aggressive City on Cash Only Records on the 8th. The Hemp Steadies released a new single called Golden Tooth on the 9th. Stormtroopers of Love released Go Go Graveyard. We played a track from that a couple episodes back, and I played a different one uh, about a month or so ago over on Punkinoy Worldwide, and I've been listening to the rest. It's great. The Black Pits, they released Nevada Jacks on RotaryVinyl.com on the 10th. Protagonist released a new single. We've had them on the show. They released Iron Mind single on the 10th. Knife 49 released COVID 49 on June 10th. Uh, Your Pest Band is the name of the band. Your Pest Band released Reflecting Board, and they did so on June 10th. And that's uh, on Dead Broke Records. Onda Errata HC released Silva de Concreto, which is a single on the 10th. Revolt and Destroy released a new single called Dawning of Our Demise. It's a good single. Check that one out. Uh, Sniper 66 released an, uh, a new single, but it's it's a part of the, the ska. God, I don't know what the name is off the top of my head, but go check it out. Go look up Sniper 66 on Bandcamp. You'll see what it is. Uh, like we can do the sky, I think is what it's called, and they do different volumes. And there's usually two bands, and on this particular volume of we can do the sky, it's Blanks seventy seven and Sniper sixty six, two cool bands there, and both the tracks were good. I listened to both tracks. 
The Old Boys, they released a demo on the 12th. Not the ones released all cut up on Wanda Records, and they did so on the 12th uh, as well. Passion Play, we just played something from them not too long ago, and lo and behold, they're releasing more new music. Sinking, I think it was like seven or eight tracks. Thatcher in the Sky released Orwell Being, and that is on One Step Outside Records on the 14th. Paranoid, they released Vanished Resilience single, and they did so on the 15th. We're going to be talking more about them here momentarily. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no Time released Degenerate, uh, which is a single, but it's actually also a part of Welcome to Pittsburgh, Don't Move Here. It's a compilation. <laughs> uh, Chris, C-R-I-S-E, they released the self-titled LP on Tough Ain't Enough Records. Today, the 15th, Grumpster releasing... Uh, Fever Dream on Pure Noise Records on the 17th. Bleakness is releasing Life at a Standstill on the 17th. Counterpunch releasing Rewire on the 17th. Powerhouse, looking forward to that one this Friday. Is finally uh, Renegades. We, God, we had Chris on the episode or on the show like a month and a half ago. It seemed like forever ago at this point. And so now <laughs> the, the album's finally here. Finally. <laughs> we finally get to... Pick and choose which songs are the best now. Right. We had three before, three singles released early, and now we're going to get to listen to the rest. So that'll come out uh, this Friday the 17th. The Fomites are releasing The Secret of the Booze on Kinda Cool Records on the 17th. Recidivist is releasing Caverns of the Dead on the 17th. La Inquisition is releasing... Uh, Ouroboros. How do you say that again? Ouroboros. Ouroboros. There you go. That's an EP. Uh, Problem with Dragons is releasing Accelerationist on the 23rd. The Dreadnoughts are releasing Roll and Go on the 24th. Oh, Dreadnoughts. Yeah. I forgot about those guys. Yeah. I haven't listened to them in a good almost 10 years. (laughs) Nice. Well, I'm looking forward to Roll and Go because I just played them not too long ago. I can't remember on which episode of Punkin' Oil Worldwide, but... Uh, I did play them, and now they have some new stuff coming out. Sweet. New polka punk. Yes. <laughs> the Skin Flicks are releasing another new single called Not Like You. The Delinquents releasing Too Late, Too Little, Too Loose, which is an EP on the 24th. Chrome will be releasing Another World. Crushed on You is releasing This Is When the Party Starts. Mock Execution is going to be releasing releasing. Killed by Mock Execution. I like the title of that, the, the play on the words there. Nice. Uh, Glom Alt is releasing Av Grund Skanten on Alerta Antifascista Records. Hmm. That's on the 24th. And finally, Los Pepes is releasing The Happiness Program on Wanda Records. Eric, that is the list I've got. What do you have to add to it? I got a few things to add. Um, yeah, some. Local ones. I mean, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Suffocator is going to be releasing Rotting Existence in a few weeks. <laughs> I'll say that. I don't have a. I don't have an objective release date yet, but it is coming. I am excited for it. And Narc, they released a waste of good suffering last week. It was on the tenth. And I've given that a few listens. It is great. It's NARC. They can do very little to disappoint me. Um, also, Lane in the Chain, they had their CD release show. But I'm going to be putting that in some uh, 
air quotes there because it is not the whole album has not been released yet or the whole EP anyway it's going to be coming out on the not the 11th the 18th which is this Saturday however they did release a single as a sort of teaser that night so on the 11th the song Frank was released on their bandcamp Courtney Lane actually announced that at the end of their set and then proceeded to play it oh nice <laughs> so that was kind of cool. It's like, since you guys were all here, you get to listen to it first. And I uploaded it to Bandcamp just a couple hours ago. So now you guys know. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that's awesome. And and yeah, I had Paranoid on here. Vanished Resilience. Listened to it today. It came out today. <laughs> and yeah, it's a pretty good shit. And I have another Paranoid song that I will be talking about on the next episode. Which actually is from the one they, the single they released back in March. Cool. So that's going to be a fun one. I will get to that when we get to that. And also, finally, Lamb of God is teasing a new album called Omens. That's not coming out till October. But for us diehards, me, they, <laughs> they released a single also last week. I can't remember the date, but they released Nevermore. And, oh, I'm building myself up to listen to that one. I'll listen to it, and I will give a little critique on it, and maybe I'll play it in the next couple episodes. I don't know. We'll see what goes on. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yep. And uh, that about does it for my uh, new releases. Cool. Well, let's get into some actual new releases to be played on the show. Uh, mm-hmm. the al- you're, you're picking a single that's pre-released. The uh, actual album doesn't come out for another almost two months. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate because, yeah, this leading single, it exceeded a lot of expectations. And let me tell you why. This is a new song by the Flatliners. Now, the Flatliners, I love those guys. I love them. They are such a unique mixture, especially on their very first album, Destroy to Rebuild. Just like... Global Threat meets Op Ivy. Just the rugged, guttural, street punk essence with all these uh, all these little raw two-stepping rhythms. And that album was just... Uh, nothing could touch that one. That thing is bomb-proof. I will not let anyone dissuade me otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the, the following records they released, yeah, they were still good. But they kind of were getting a little uh, repetitive to say. I couldn't really tell some songs apart from the other, and they were still good. But, however, they did something completely different when they signed to Rise Records, and that was Inviting Light. Oh, God. That was that was a hard left turn that went right into a brick wall. I hate that <laughs> album. I hate it. I don't know what exactly was going on. I don't know. If you look at Rise Records, their roster is consistent of a lot of uh, more post-hardcore bands, a little more on the melodic side, maybe some of the screamo, emo side, which is which is fine, you know, but bringing a band like Flatliners, fresh off of Fat Records, who are known for, as I just said, the ska street vibe. And they just create this ambient sort of indie rock type stuff, and I was so bored through it all. <laughs> oh my god, I was bored out of my mind. And I don't know if it was a... I, uh, you do me a favor and look up the lead singer's name. I, yep. forget, I forget his name, but he has solo stuff, which uh, does sound like that. So I don't know if he was like getting free reign on like trying to take it 
to that new direction, or if Rise Records was just like pushing them to give a bit more of a softer sound. It is Chris Cresswell. Chris Cresswell, yes. Yeah, so I really don't know what was going on behind the scenes, and I don't care. All I know is that the result was very dissatisfying. <laughs> so yeah, Inviting Light, it fits your... If it's what you want to listen to, if you want to put it on as some like some chill music, if you're just sitting on a porch in a cabin in the middle of the woods drinking your coffee, yeah, that's the type of music you want to be playing. But for me, a man who just loves his punk rock so aggressive, well, <laughs> I had to wait a little longer. And this was this was a single that I was just so obviously a little deterred by. I was like, oh, the new Flatliners? I don't know. But they, from this one, they actually got back on fat. And they kind of, they kind of found their footing again. But even then, I was like, okay, is it going to be complete redemption? Well... Down. 
Now that is the Flatliners I'm familiar with. <laughs> oh yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, that is the Flatliners I love. That is the sound that I feel redeemed them of inviting light. I don't know how they personally feel about that record. Like I said, I only know how I feel. <laughs> but yeah, for the first time, I am actually excited for a new Flatliners record. And that album is New Ruin. It's going to be coming out on the 5th of August. By the way, I never gave you the title of that song. It's Performative Hours. Performative Hours. And... Yeah, I gotta say, that's a hell of a first step forward. Hopefully, the rest of the album can follow through right. as much as this song did. So, I'm really stoked to be seeing Flatliners coming back into, like, their full form. Right. Because <laughs> you know? it was a, yeah, it was a long time coming for this one. This is, like, five years since uh, the last album came out. 2017, yeah. Yeah, it's five years. That was enough time to really uh, get back on the wagon, so... <laughs> So yeah, new Flatliners, two months away. Maybe I can wait that long. Who knows? <laughs> Hopefully they release another single or two in between now and then. Yeah, maybe so. That would be that would be awesome. Give us a little bit more uh, taste, Flatty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I've got a couple covers. I don't play a lot of covers, but you know what? Some bands reached out like, hey, check out our music. And coincidentally, well, some bands did some covers. So I thought, let's play them back to back, same episode. So, Double, Double Fuerza, they're from Quilmes in Buenos, Argentina, and they started as band way back in 1987, so they've been around for, what, 35 years. Yeah, 35, <laughs> right on the dot. Yes. Uh, so, they have been around, so though I am playing a cover, they do have their own music, so uh, same with the next band. Uh, go check out the band's music, it's not just cover stuff, but they are cool covers, so they did two covers that they released. Uh, this particular cover, Laborando, it, it was released March 11th. And the other one, I can't remember exact release date, but I know it was very close to March 11th of this year as well. So they covered Spanish Bombs by The Clash. It's a cool cover. Mm -hmm. And I decided to play this other one, Laborando, which is a cover of Coxbar's Working. I probably should have let you just listen to it to see if you guess. So I spoiled it. I'm sorry, but <laughs> this is a Spanish version of Working, so that's why you get the title, Laborando. Let's get into it. We'll see what you think. Double, double Fuerza. Laburando todos los días, ya no da para más. Yendo al laburo porque toca luchar. Laburando, laburando, la vida se va. Cada puta hora que no pasará más. Todos van a casa, yo los veo pasar Laburando, laburando, la vida se va Espero mañana poder librar Y volver a verte en el bar Laburando, laburando, la vida se va Me llaman vago, me llaman pobre No me interesa tu vida de conforme Laburando, laburando, la vida se va en el tren, no tengo su beniguita otra vez, laburando, laburando, la vida se va. Espero mañana poder librar y volver a verte en el bar, laburando, laburando, la vida se va. La policía me sigue otra vez, somos hombres, no nos vamos a perder, todos al paro, ya no da para más, la clase 
what'd you think of the Spanish version of working? Man, that was still so very catchy. Right? <laughs> but funnily enough, this was the first song by Coxbar that I ever heard. Oh, was it? Yeah, but not by them. The first time I heard it was of my friends in Jail City Rockers who were covering that at nice. one of their shows. Cool. So that was the first time I heard a Coxbar song. So I'm like, oh, well, I got to listen to them now. And yeah, Shock Troops is one of my favorite punk albums from way back in that day. Right. Yeah, one of the most, if not the most important OI record. Hey, right. Yeah. yeah absolutely. I remember buying that record when I went and saw them at Punk Rock Bowling. And my friend, he looks at me like, oh, which album are you buying? Oh, Shock Troops? Looks on the back, sees all the tracks. Oh, yeah. This is pretty much a Greatest Hits album, so you're good. <laughs> nice. Uh, that's cool. But, well, yeah, these guys did a they did a hell of a job. Right? Just capturing the same energy and just... Uh, because it is a timeless classic. It's a song about working. We're we've all been working, unless you're a you know trust fund kid. But you but know. you're probably not listening to us if you are. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, the people who are listening to us, you're all working class. You know what it's like, right? And and yeah, it goes worldwide, all the way down to I don't know. <laughs> oh man, I put, tried to mix all the words together. Argentina, right? Arnold's Wales. <laughs> Such a cool band. Like I said, they've been around since 1987, so they do have uh, plenty of music to check out on top of the covers. But the covers are recent, and again, like I said, it just made sense to put out some covers. And again, that track off of Shock Troops is Shock Troops came out in 1983. Well, the next cover is even earlier than that, as... The band that we're playing next is Beater's Band. They're from Italy, and they're doing a cover of Blondie. And this cover, X Offender, was back on Blondie's first album, back when Blondie was more punk-less disco. Yeah. It was when she was still riding the new wave train. Right. Because, yeah, there's still some synth in that record. There's right. still some really dancey parts, but you still had the punk attitude. Right. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Not Pre-parallel not... lines. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's awesome. So the self-titled album is where you'll find it from 1977 if you want to go listen to the Blondie original. Uh, Beater's Band, X Offender, they released it February 15th of this year on their album called Medley. And if you're unfamiliar with Beater's Band, it's their goal uh, for modernization of vocal music of the 50s and 60s in a punk rock and roll key. So it gives you kind of an idea of what their sounds are. Again, not everything are covers, and what they're doing is taking a lot of tracks, though, this specific band, uh, that are older songs, but giving them more of a, a punk vibe to it, because there was a lot of cool music that was happening in the 50s and 60s, and in this case, the 70s. So let's get into that track, Beater's Band, here's X Offender.
I wasn't as familiar with that specific Blondie song, so I went back and listened to it after this, and I thought, well, they did a pretty good job. Yeah. <laughs> I can't say, yeah, I can't say I know this one off the top of my head. I've listened to the first Blondie record a few times, but not for a while, so... Yeah, it didn't really stick with me too much, but now I really have to go back. Right. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, obviously the Blondie songs that stuck with me is like, you're glass. Right. <laughs> yeah. And the one that always comes on the radio, the one way or another. Right. It's always going to find me, and it's always going to get me, and I'm always going to get pissed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, that's funny. Yeah. I've also seen another band cover Blondie. Like, it did an entire Blondie set. It was for a punk rock Halloween. It was this local band called Soraya's Kiss. Not sure if they're a band anymore. I don't know. I don't think they've been active since then. But, yeah, they did a cover of uh, Blondie. And I just remember when they did uh, Call Me. Like, that lead singer, she just really belted it out. I'm nice. like, damn, he could give Debbie a run for her money. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Well, go check out Beater's Band. Medley was the new release on the 15th of February. It's where you'll find it. I think they had another cover on there as well, plus a handful of other tracks. Go check them out. They're from Italy. Eric, let's get into some older, lesser-known stuff. What do yeah. you got? Well, some older, lesser-known. I really don't have much to say about this band, as I just discovered them a couple of days ago. They're called okay. Detonate, and they're from uh, Baltimore. Cool. Yeah, some good old uh, Baltimore core. Balticore. There we go. Balticore. I like <laughs> yeah. it. Oh, that would be something cool for like bands coming out of uh, like uh, Serbia or Bosnia, Baltic core. Right <laughs> there, we go. I like it. Oh yeah, and that anybody that listening, put that on a T-shirt. Yep. If we got any listeners from the Baltics over there, I know that there is a lot of turmoil who, that has gone on there for the past thirty years. So, yeah, there's got to be some punk bands right? <laughs> coming out of there. Good lord. Uh, yeah, but <clears throat> anyway, back to uh, Baltimore. Here is uh, Detonate. They have a demo EP. It was released uh, just December of last year, the eve of New Year's Eve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And really what I got to say is like when you hear this, uh, the intro to this song, you'll probably be thinking it's one version of hardcore, but just give it time because it threw a curveball at me when I first heard it. I'm not going to specify what, but you'll understand when we hit play. And that is going to be right now.
See what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, honestly, when I heard that, I was just like, oh, this is... I'm expecting something in the territory of, like, irate or killdozer. And all of a sudden, nope, it's, uh, it's got that old school late 80s vibe on there. And then, of course, they bring back that, that same, like, drop D chuggy tuning. And it just goes so seamlessly. Really strange. And I have yet to have heard a band that has tied those together so fluently. So, yeah. Heck goes off to you, Detonate. Holy hell. You exceeded my expectations right from the first song. So that's a that's a good sign. That is a good sign. So yeah, check out the rest of that EP by Detonate. They are obviously pretty fresh. Right. Yeah. And as a demo, that's a uh, damn good first outing. Really good one. I hope that they exceed those, <laughs> those ramifications. Yeah. And thank you to my roommate. Like I said, now that we're living together, he's basically my musical database, nice. and he's going to keep throwing shit my way. I'm like, okay, good. I need a catalog. <laughs> <laughs> you got some slots to fill here. Uh-huh. <laughs> especially, in, uh, especially in this week. Right. Uh, next up, we're going to go to Southampton Township in New Jersey for the band The Creds. They formed back in 2017, and... Uh, on September 30th of 2021, they released Long Time Coming. I did play the track Settle the Score on Punk and I Worldwide, uh, an episode back in October of 2021, so shortly after that was released. And we're going to play another track off of it here on SLC Punkcast. So let's get into the creds off of Long Time Coming. It's older, but not really old because again i mean ain't even a year old yet so it's only like nine months so let's get into it here's the creds and the track's called corruption Yeah. 
is the creds. That's the creds. And talk about kicking it back. I mean, way back. This is reminding me of like germs and dead boys. <laughs> right? You know? And I love that. I loved that. That was like the in-between of a of like what was punk rock and what was hardcore. The Dead Boys kind of fell in between. Same thing with the germs. They were the ones that were really bringing in more of the aggression, more of the bash as opposed to the little clash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. Go check them out again. Like I said, I played the other track, uh, Settle the Score, way back in October on uh, Punkin' Worldwide. Now you've heard Corruption. If you haven't gone to check out Long Time Coming, do so. It's only been out nine months. Eric. All right, I will. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Let's get into uh, talking about some live shows, some live music, because we have some great cover to cover albums coming our way. But uh-huh. before we get there, what do you have? You been to any shows? Got any shows you want to mention? Oh, I've Where been we to, at? I've been to two just this last week. On the 8th, I went and saw Total Chaos at the Aces High Saloon. Yes. And how was, was that? Well, it was my second time seeing them this year. Because, like I said, I saw them back in uh, San Diego with uh, Cro-Mags and Exploited. Right. And they came here of their own accord, minus the other two bands. But we got added Power Beer and, uh, God, what was it? Ulteriors. And Ulteriors, I love those guys. I love seeing them. I haven't seen them perform in a long time. I mean, I saw them perform once earlier this year. But before that, I have been, they have been absent from my viewing of shows for close to three years at that point. Wow. So yeah, I was stoked. I'm stoked to be seeing them again. Ike is still he's still the madman he is up on stage. Super nice, very pleasant guy. <laughs> and, <laughs> and this show was no exception. They once again played their entire set. <laughs> or their entire yes, they played their entire set, their entire discography in their set. Nice. And uh and power beer? Yeah, it was good. They were good. You know, it's it's power beer. <laughs> you know, nothing more, nothing less. Nothing really uh, outlandish at the show. Nothing really went crazy. Just a few people pushing each other around. It was fun. Uh, Total Chaos, however. Oh, yeah. That was where it was getting It was getting pretty nutty. And for a Wednesday night of a venue at only like a third capacity, they, they still brought the energy. They still knew that people were there to see them. And... About four or five individuals, including myself, were up on the front line just like singing along with Rob. It was great. It was some great times. <clears throat> and also, awesome. and also, my friend was there who uh, is basically the reason I started going to local shows. As in, she was my plug. She knew where all the local shows were and she knew where everything was happening and she was always dragging me along. <laughs> Cool. Okay, not dragging me. I went. <laughs> up, I inviting you along. Yeah, she that? was inviting me along. <laughs> yeah, I went. Uh, yeah, what is it? Knowingly? Not even knowingly. Voluntarily. Voluntarily. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Yes, I went voluntarily. So yeah, I I am so happy that she is uh, back in my life. She was away for a while, having been uh, stationed up in Germany for wow. a long time. And, and then life happened, a lot of stuff happened, and now she's back here, and it's like, hey, leave your kids with a babysitter, and let's come to the show. So it was awesome being, sharing the pit with her once again. That's awesome. Yeah. Anyway, uh, talking of other uh, good friends who released, well, not even, yeah, yeah, sure, released a CD and uh, played a show, uh, as I said earlier, Courtney Lane and her band The Chain, also just known as Lane and the Chain, had their little uh, CD release show, and like I said, it's uh, 
preemptive release show because it's not coming out until this Saturday via <laughs> their band camp. But anyway, we went to Kilby Court. I showed up pretty damn late. I missed the opening acts, Hoppy and Mordegai, Temp- Mordegai Tempo, um, which I was kind of okay with because I'm like, ah, as long as I don't miss any of Lane, I'm okay. There you go. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. No disrespect to the other two. They're great artists in their own right, but I had other stuff going on. I mean, you know, like I said, I'm moving into a new place. Well, I am moved in. Now it's just organizing everything. We got right? A lot of shit. That takes up time. I know how that goes. <laughs> a lot of time. And uh, But yeah, Lane and the Chain, they did their uh, seven songs. They did them all, and... Ah, oh, they are just a credit to the to their musicianship and to their unique genre. And like when I say unique is when I mean it by I'm sure it's been done before, but this is the first time I'm seeing it happen in Salt Lake personally. And it is like I call it heavy soul. It's like if you cross if you cross Aretha Franklin with like Sabbath or Zeppelin. Because their drummer, Lindsay, she goes off on that. She's got some pretty swingy drums, like, uh, uh, but they're still heavy. Think how Bill Ward of Black Sabbath did it. You think of songs like Fairies Wear Boots or Rat Salad or, hell, most of War Pigs. You know, the drumming is just so off. It's jazzy, but it's still heavy. And that's what Courtney Lane is. It's not rock, it's soul. Cool. So, yeah, I am excited for that record. I'm excited every time I see them live. And, oh, man, the pipes on Courtney Lane, I cannot express enough, are fucking amazing. <laughs> if you're going to be a soul act, you need to have the pipes to, it, like, you need to bring that and really ring it home. And Courtney, she's the ace in the hole. I mean, every one of, all three of them are fantastic musicians. But, of course, it's Courtney Lane. She's the face of it all. And deservingly so, she's got the voice, she's got the keyboard skills, and she's do, she's working on some of her guitar skills as well. Cool. Yep. Constant working musician. I can't wait to hear how the album is sounding. That's awesome. Yep. So those are all the shows that I attended, just the, just the two. As for the shows coming up, uh, on the 15th, which is, funnily enough, tonight. <laughs> so disregard this, but it is Thy Art is Murder. After the burial, currents, and brand of sacrifice at the complex. I will not be attending that because really there's only one band on there that I'm familiar with slash like, and that is after the burial. Okay. But that's not enough to uh, for me to shell out 25 bucks to see them, <laughs> even though they're, yeah, even as a co-headlining act. Right. Uh, but anyway, for... Uh, for those a little closer to home, on the 18th, we will have Slogan Boy, who are coming from Wisconsin. Wait a minute, wait a minute. No, this show got canceled. I forgot to make that a note. Yeah, it just got canceled as of uh, yesterday? Well, that's too bad. Yeah, as of yesterday, that one got canceled. So, uh, that sucks. So, yep, too bad. Um, but here's one that's still happening, and it's going to be a week from today, the 22nd, at Aces High Saloon. Violent unrest, endless struggle, all opening up for the Drowns. Nice. Oh, yeah. The Drowns, the current Oi Kings are making their way to Utah, and it's going to be a skinhead party. There are going to be a lot of 
There are going to be a lot of punks there. There are going to be a lot of skinheads there. And there's going to be a few hardcore kids there. Because, you know, Violent Unrest, they're a hardcore band. Endless Struggle, they're a street punk band. And The Drowns, like I said, they're a skinhead band. So we're going to have a bit of variety. Yeah, I hope... I hope the fights are minimum at this show. <laughs> then again, it's a Wednesday. Why do the shows keep landing on Wednesdays? <laughs> no shit, right? Don't they know we record? I know. It, when are they going to learn? It's got to revolve around our schedule. Yes. I mean, we're the only, we are the only SLC punk cast. Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's all the shows that I have that I know about. So next episode, I should have some more to... You know, to promote. But June's been kind of a dry spell. Especially since uh, Warning Label is uh, kaput. For those of you who don't know, Warning Label Distro, that was the sort of label and promotion company that was helmed by Kevin Neal. The guy who stabbed Trevor Bellacomo and is now imprisoned. Right. Yeah, so I don't know how it's going to work it from uh, behind bars. It'd be... That'd be really cool if he could. <laughs> right? But I doubt that's going to happen. Maybe keep keep some notes there. Maybe that's the makings of a movie. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> seriously, everyone just goes in and does a visitation. It's like, okay, will you dump some cassettes right here? All right. <laughs> We're good. Nice. Uh, but, I mean, if uh, Varg Vakirnas of Burzum could record two Burzum albums while in prison, then who knows what could be done here. Then right? again, that's Norway. That nice. was Norway. They got shit figured out over in Europe for the most part. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, that's all I got for shows. Cool. Well, I, I've got a handful of shows to mention that are within the next, we'll say, about 10 days. Uh, not in any particular order. Chronological would make sense, but I'm just going to go with uh, starting on June 20th, uh, Dayglow Abortions, their hate speech album release tour. They'll be bringing along uh, Citizen Rage. And then on Monday, June 20th, they will also be performing with Wrong Odds, The Shouldn'ts, at Black Pirates Pub, which is in... Uh, well, I don't know where the fuck Black Pirates Pub is. So if you know where Black Pirates uh. Pub is, you should go. Tickets are 20 bucks. It's 215 Red River Road, 19 plus. Why, why do you think 19... Plus. What's the difference between 18 plus and 19 plus? Where is this? Uh, Port Arthur Thunder Bay is where Black Pirates Pub is. And I know that is not helping, but that's what I can find uh, what real state? quickly. Yeah, exactly. Because huh. <laughs> I know that in uh, some states, like uh, I remember one of the times I went out to California and I was 19, I could legally buy a pack of smokes. Oh. So... Yeah, and that's what began my addiction to nicotine for the better part of uh, two years. It's a province in Canada, just so you know. Okay, Canada, I am not aware of their customs up there, though I can't imagine they're much different than down here. Okay, well, province so, in Ontario, that's where you'll see Dayglo abortions. So if you're in the neighborhood, Black Pirates Pub. Yeah, 19 plus. I mean, is, is that what they push the adult age to? It's like, it's not 18 anymore, it's 19. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, this one is a little bit easier, but it's in Boston. Uh, you can go see All Deep Ends. They're from Scotland with Grip Bite, the Mick Gunks, and Imp. And that's June 25th, $10 at 8 p.m., 21 plus show at the Midway Cafe in Boston. So, yes, go check that one out. 
uh, Hanging Judge will be performing with El Escapa, Escapado, Angry Youth. That's on June 17th at the Drunken Unicorn, which is in Atlanta. So, yes, go check that one out, June 17th. That's this Friday. So if you have pl- don't have plans, you should <laughs> definitely go see The Hanging Judge. Uh, very cool band. Uh, Blanks 77, they'll be playing with Who Killed Spiky Jacket, Full Offense, Madhouse, Piss maybe? Yeah, Piss. Piss? Yes, P-I-S-S. It's in California at Tromaville, and it's going to be on Saturday, June 28th, 20 bucks, all ages. Got to love the all ages show, so go check out Blanks 77. And Who Kills Spiky Jacket, plus uh, Madhouse, Full Offense, and Piss. Uh, sometimes the font that some bands choose is hard to read. I apologize. Well, that'll happen. <laughs> a band out of L.A., 21 Gun Salute. They're doing an East Coast Stomp Tour on June 24th. They'll be in Philly. On June 25th, they'll be in Wallingford, Connecticut. And on June 26th, they'll be in Elizabeth, New Jersey. So go check out uh, 21 Gun Salute if you're in one of those or near one of those towns. I saw them. Funny enough, they're in L.A., and I'm much closer to L.A. than I am to Connecticut, but that's where I saw them, is at Northeast Oifus. So that's the one time I saw them. Is another time they've been to Connecticut. Righteous. And finally, last one I've got, Saturday, June 25th, at Uber Geek Brewery, which is, uh, I think it's in New York. I want to say New York. Uh, I don't know. I'll find it here in a second. Anyway, uh, Half Dizzy and Clover's Curfew, both bands that have been on our show, are performing on June 25th at Uber Geek Brewery, along with Frequent Opposition. Uh, so go check them out. Show starts at 7. Two great bands there. Uh, go to, If you didn't check out those interviews we did, you should definitely go check out the interviews we did. But for sure, you should go to 400 Hallett Avenue, Riverhead, that's where Uber Geek uh, Brewery is, and that will be on Saturday, June 25th. <laughs> Totes Uber Geek, me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all I've got. Eric, if you have nothing else to add, if I you do. do. You do, then add yep. it. One more show to add. This is on Friday, the 17th, at Aces High Saloon. The band Zombie Cock with Charlatan and Hulkin' Boy Giant will be playing. And once again, that's at Aces High Saloon. I do not see a ticket price for them, so... I guess one can assume it's free or donation-based. Oh, by the way, somebody put uh, on our last episode where we played The Drowns, I think it was the last episode, somebody responded they want to go see the show, but they couldn't figure out how to get tickets at Aces High. And I tried to find how you get tickets to The Drowns on Aces High. I tagged you in a post. I know mm-hmm. this is a weird place to be having this conversation, but anybody else <laughs> that might be local that's looking for tickets to Aces High to The Drowns, do you know how or where to get those. And if you don't at the moment, we can come back to it. But uh, I figured this is a great time of the show to talk about that in case you notice. Well, or no. Well, yeah, I'm looking on their site right now, and there was a little little badge, a little button to purchase the tickets. But it is not there. And here's why I think why. Um, Because when I purchased my DRI ticket back in, uh, what was it, March... Yeah, okay. it, it was back in March, and I did not get a confirmation code that was supposed to be emailed to me. And I went through that whole rigmarole right. of like uh, going back and forth with the lady who uh, handles the website. Sure. And I think that that's uh, that's a bug that they're trying to fix, gotcha. so that they can like get the QR code sent to the email automatically. Um, 
So yeah, as far as buying tickets, I cannot say how. Uh, your best bet is to just buy them at the door. Okay. Yeah, just show up early. <laughs> yeah, on a Wednesday. I mean, I can't imagine the show is going to sell out on a Wednesday, but... And it's not like they bump up the price or anything like that. They, they're still a locally... They're a locally owned bar, owned by people who have been in the scene. They have been around. They know what it's like to be local bands. Some of them are still playing in local bands. So they don't, they don't like jack up the price when it's like, you know, buy your tickets beforehand and then day of it's $2 more. They don't do that shit. Cool. So yeah, don't worry about that. I think he was just worried that it could sell out and he didn't want to miss it. Yeah. I would say get there as soon as you can just to, just to kind of assuage that paranoia. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, once it starts at 8 PM and it's $15. I'm trying to do better at putting the prices on shows when I, you know, when I'm promoting them on here. So, so yeah. Once again, that's all the shows that I have that are upcoming in the next uh, in the next week. Really, There's I found one. Not much else is happening. If you're in now. Europe, go see the Prowlers. Uh, so oh, on June seventeenth, this Friday, they'll be in Berlin. They'll be in Prague on the eighteenth. They'll be in Munich on June twentieth. They'll be in Jena or Jena. I'm not sure how to pronounce that correctly. You know, in Europe, you, you guys say ya with in J's more than you say J yeah. like we do. In Finland, mostly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> that is on the 21st. In Karlsruhe, Karlsruhe, they'll be there on the 22nd. Bochum on the 23rd. And Hamburg on the 25th. And you can go check out the new tracks from that album they released. It was back in February, and it's a really good album. It's on Insurgents Records. That's the last one I have to add. So if we're both done with the live shows, Eric, you are up with uh, an album. Yeah, I'm up with an album. Well, kind of. It's an EP, but still great cover to cover nonetheless. A-side to B-side. Right. Ugh. It is good. It is good. And this EP is done by none other than... Boston Hardcore Stalwarts Blood for Blood. <laughs> blood for me, blood for you, blood for none. <laughs> oh yeah, these guys are... That uh, was one of the first Boston Hardcore bands, and I mean like hardcore bands that I had been introduced to. I knew of bands like SSD Control and Jerry's Kids and a little bit of Slapshot. Just a little bit, so I don't really count them. Okay. Like, I think I just heard part of one song by that point. But no, Blood for Blood, I remember specifically when I heard the album Outlaw Anthems, which was introduced to me by a friend. It was like, hey, you want to get into hardcore? Listen to this album. And I was partying that night. I was drinking like a sailor, and I basically was passed out on the floor. And I was like, I'm going to listen to this album. And I put it on. I found it on YouTube, put it on, and I just closed my eyes. And I kind of half dreamt of me just being in a Boston dive bar throwing <laughs> beer bottles around and just listening to White Trash Rob's little monologue at the beginning. Nice. <laughs> That's so good. And I'm like, okay, I think I'm really into this band. And yeah, I still am, despite all negative implications they've had of being in the fuck shit up crew <laughs> back in the day. Yeah, they were infamous, but... That's not the point. The point is they released some really good music and they were one of the, that was like Boston's answer to Agnostic Front, being that they were walking that fine line between hardcore and oi. 
they had the they had like ties with the the Bruisers, who ironically had ties with Agnostic Front, and yeah, Agnostic Front. They actually have their guitarist, who was a former member of Blood for Blood. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, everything's really intertwined. But then again, it's the East Coast. You're like a hundred miles apart, which <laughs> 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 is. You lucky sons of bitches. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, Boston and New York, they were, like, in mostly in cahoots with each other. And, and yeah, Blood for Blood, they had some songs that sounded more like uh, skinhead ones and ones that were, like, critically hardcore. And then there were some that were just, like, very much in between. And on their EP, Living in Exile, which is the one I am talking about today, yeah, they have a lot of the... There is a lot of that in between on this specific record. And the first of which I'm going to talk about is Eulogy for a Dream. But before I talk about it, let's listen to it. I'm going a little backwards here. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, back and forth in this entire EP like that. And my next pick is actually uh, quite similar to it. But but yeah, the first half of that was like strictly hardcore. It had the fast stuff and it had that just uh, death rolling riff. <laughs> and then it just ends with that little uh, bar anthem sing-along. It's like, yeah, you get to hear that in an oi record. Right? It's like... Because brother shit's looking bad for me and you. <laughs> so, so yeah. And 
And even then, if you doubt their uh, ties to uh, the skinhead culture, they actually covered a Bruiser song. They covered Bloodshed. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And the Bruisers, they were that was uh, that was fronted by Al Barr before he joined the Dropkick Murphys. Again, everyone is so it, it's all related. <laughs> Pretty crazy. But only a few of those bands get, you know, the recognition. I mean, Dropkick Murphys was the uh, breakout band, obviously. Right. And to a lesser extent, Street Dogs. But honestly, I think Street Dogs the more cohesive one. Um, and Blood for Blood, they were definitely cohesive. To a fault, even, where a lot of their songs really started to sound the same. <laughs> and a lot of their... That's also a part to their lyrics. Quite a few of their lyrics. It's all about just them talking about the streets of Boston, how bad shit is, and how they're the wasted youth, how they're the poor kids, they're the they're white trash, and society better learn to recognize the difference. <laughs> but they just, uh, you know, they still have that take no prisoners attitude, both in the in Rob's and Buddha's delivery in the vocals, and yeah, it's something that they know. Apparently, it's all they know, so they're gonna keep singing about it. <laughs> And, and yeah, it's not much different in the other track that I chose here, which is the title track. Again, Living in Exile. It's, yeah, it's basically all of what I just said. And, yeah, I got nothing more to say on that one. So, let's listen to it. <laughs> Yeah. 
you kind of get the idea <laughs> yeah they, like I said they may be repetitive even in outlaw anthems you can hear that they that they reuse Buddha's scream the, yeah you just hear that throughout the whole album I'm like god damn it but I don't care I don't care it may be repetitious but it's still good right. it's like in a way it's kind of comfort food there you go yeah really uh, rough raw and uh, hard to swallow comfort food. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's kind of a counterintuitive statement, but that's how kind of blood for blood is. And yeah, these guys are awesome. Or rather, were awesome. They don't really do much these days because right now, White Trash Rob, he's busy with his other band, Ramallah. And they only did, they did like a specialty set where it was uh, just basically Ramallah. Doing a Blood for Blood cover set. <laughs> but it's kind of a cover because, I mean, you know, Rob's singing all the songs. He wrote them, so... Right. Yeah, really kind of weird uh, weird disposition on that. But it's still it's still good. You can watch that set on Hate 5-6. They did it at This Is Hardcore. Cool. So check that out. I know I have a few times. Pretty fun. He's wearing a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> and those little uh, newsboy caps with pineapples on it. Nice. <laughs> so strange. Uh, so, yeah, that's all I got to say about Blood for Blood. Listen to that shit. Well, we're going to play another Boston band. Uh, you'd mentioned another band from Boston, Slapshot. I know. I realized that it was like, should I hold this for the next episode? I'm like, oh, wait, no, Stars and Stripes? Yeah, we're going to make this a Boston <laughs> marathon. <laughs> right. So what started as a side project to Slapshot back in 1989, because I think Slapshot started in like 86 or 87, something like that. It was a little before that. Because I know, I know Back on the Map came out in like 84. Okay. I will double check myself on that. So well, while you do that, Stars and Stripes they uh, put out they've put out three albums. They only released three since they've started in 1989, and this was their third and last album currently, and it was released in 2015. Uh, the ba- the album's called Planet of the States. 
I saw them also at Northeast Oi Fest. They performed there. It was awesome to get to see Stars and Stripes play. They played a lot of great tracks, including tracks off of here. And they mentioned that the label that they released it on, well, it's only in Europe. And so you're to order an actual vinyl, you have to have it shipped over from Europe, if you haven't already, to get Planet of the States. And besides like YouTube, I think, you're probably not going to find it digitally anywhere else. So not a lot of places. So we're going to check out a couple tracks here because right. it's very good. What do you got for us? They formed in 85. 85. And Back in the Map was released in 86. So I was wrong on that one. But yeah, that was their first release. It was an EP released via Tang Records. Nice. And that's where they released their first album, you know, Step On It and then Sudden Death Overtime. So yeah, they got they got some good stuff on there. Some really good stuff. I think <laughs> Stars and Stripes' first release, which was Shave for Battle, I think was also released on Tang Records because I've got an original that I bought from somebody who had an original off of Tang Records for the Shave for Battle album. Well, let's see what Stars and Stripes has to say about that. <laughs> well, Stars and Stripes, again, they were awesome. Choke is awesome. He, unassuming, like he walked in and just, you know, he had these glasses on and I'm thinking, who is this? Because at the time I really wasn't familiar with visually what Stars and Stripes and I hadn't seen Slapshot perform yet either. And then Manny takes off his glasses and holy shit, does he perform? Because Stars and Stripes, phenomenal. They were really great live. Mm -hmm. All right. So yeah, Shaved for Battle. That was their first album that came out in 89. It was released on Patriot. Okay. Yeah, Patriot Records. I don't know if they did a repress in on that or... Okay. Whatever. Doesn't look like it. At least... Excuse me. That's what I'm seeing on uh, Discogs. Well, I would pull it out to look at it because I'm obviously either saying it incorrect or maybe it's multiple release. But all my shit's packed up, so... Yeah, because he's moving. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. The punk cast is moving. Yeah. We're still in SLC, but... <laughs> yes, just a little bit different area in SLC. And it won't echo. I've been noticing... If you're noticing an echo on some of these... Or today's episode and uh, the next episode or... Four, three. Yeah. Uh, it's because most everything's been moved out, and so now it kind of echoes in here. Yeah. All of our uh, soundproofing has been taken off the walls. And by <laughs> soundproofing, I mean the posters. Yes. <laughs> there were a lot of them, and now we echo, so I apologize. Yeah. And the couch. The couch, couch was probably absorbing a lot. <laughs> yes, it probably was. And now we're pretty barren besides this table. So enough about that. Let's get into a track off of Planet of the States. It is a very cool album. Let's get into Twilight's Last Gleaming. <laughs> Yeah. 
Twilight's Last Gleaming. That is a little repetitive, especially for the last two-thirds of the track. But a little I think bit. the musicianship uh, of the band is just great. Stars and Stripes and, you know, such a... It's an aggressive oi, I guess, but a lot of oi is aggressive. And so... Yeah. It's... Especially from Boston. <laughs> yes. You know, when you're taking a band who is Slapshot and this is their <clears throat> side project, as it were, then, yeah, what do you expect? Yeah, this is their more reserved project. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's awesome. And the lyrics, I guess... You know, all everything is probably just a little repetitive, but I still like it. There's a lot of other really great tracks on there. I just liked that one. I just think it shows how, what great musicians the band are. And then the next track, Hip Hip Hooray, is my favorite track of the album. So that's why I picked this one. Oh. Have you heard this album from Stars and Stripes yet? Well, to be honest, I haven't heard much of Stars and Stripes because I was a little... Uh dissuaded in checking them out because I was talking to a skinhead friend of mine and we were talking about oi music and uh, we got on the subject of Stars and Stripes and and I was like yeah that's a Chokes side project from Slapshot and he's like oh dude don't listen to them they are shit really oh yeah they suck they're like the worst oi band maybe not the worst oi band the worst away band is screwdriver. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. 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 Don't ever become a screwdriver. Right. Fucks. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, he just was not, he had no nice things to say about Stars and Stripes. I'm like, that, okay. And then I actually sat down and listened to him. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? These guys are awesome. <laughs> right. So when I saw them yeah. play, and when I've seen, even at that show, but at other shows, when I've seen bands cover their tracks, Always a great crowd response. And when these guys played, they were the headliner of that specific night because it was a three-night thing. And that club was just... I think the whole building was moving when these guys were playing. <laughs> That's a good sign. <laughs> yes. I think that it, was, it was rumbling, lots of energy again. Oi, I think, is an aggressive music anyway, but when you get Slapshot playing Oi music, it's even more aggressive. Oh, yeah. You get a bunch of hockey players singing about drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Although, you know, Choke is straight edge, so. Right. Yeah. But then again, that makes him more intimidating. <laughs> a straight edge hockey player. I mean, he's short, but he's built. Yes, he is. Yeah. A nice guy, but... God help you if you get on his bad side. No shit. Honestly, the fans are more violent than the band. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have played a couple tracks off of Shade for Battle. I definitely recommend it. It's phenomenal. I have two copies on the vinyl because I have a repress that came out a couple years ago, plus one that was an original press. I really like Stars and Stripes. Let's get into this one. Again, you're going to have to order Planet of the States from Europe if you want to hear if you want to get a copy of it because that's just where it is and that's the label that they used to put it out that's where it was they were even saying we don't know if it's going to come here we wanted to but we don't know so <laughs> let's get into hip hip hooray it is stars and stripes Say you don't believe until you 
a great album uh i didn't i haven't played shape for battle as a great cover to cover album yet but i've played a handful of tracks uh you know shape for battle is a great track skinheads on the rampage a great track and several other ones just Mm -hmm. really great off of that one and maybe at one point i will but i was thinking you know this one's a hard one to get a hold of and it is a good one as well so there you go that's planet of the states stars and stripes out of boston Eric, let's wrap this show up with some not-so-punk tracks. Yeah, not-so-punk tracks. Although this band was referred to as a punk band in the early days, which was all the way back in the 70s. Right? Yeah. Because you look at rock and roll back in the 70s, it was either Led Zeppelin or Pink Floyd or The Who or just stuff like that. That was what was shaping rock and roll. And then you had some of the heavier bands like Motorhead and Black Sabbath and... We couldn't really call that rock. We called it hard rock, I guess, but back then they weren't calling it that. And there was another band of that caliber, which was a little too heavy to be rock and roll, but a little too rock and roll to be considered a punk band. A lot of blues guitar sounds coming from this band, but heavy blues. They're taking blues and making it heavy, and so that's probably why it's... Just a little bit distant of punk. Oh, yeah, pretty much. The band I'm talking about is ACDC. <laughs> yeah, I played them on this uh, show uh, about a year ago when I was playing their song uh, Problem Child from my favorite album. And that is one of my favorite songs. But I did not play my favorite song 
from ACDC. It happens to be on that album. And, well, the song is, is I guaranteed that you wouldn't be able to guess it. It's a song called Overdose. <laughs> yeah, nobody really knows that unless you are a diehard. You know ACDC's discography front to back, and I do. <laughs> I said it on the last uh, last time I played this. I know this band front and back. They were the first band I ever obsessed over when I was a mere 11 years old. I actually made it my mission to acquire all of their albums, all of their live DVDs, all of the bootleg DVDs, and all of the little uh <clears throat> all of the little extra shit that you get with those uh th- those little box sets, you know? Right? And not only that, but I Xeroxed all those album covers and all the pictures that I thought were cool in the little sleeves. And I taped them all together and made an ACDC poster. Nice. I still have it. I still have it. And why wouldn't I? That was my my introduction to DIY culture. There you go. Yeah. I did eventually get a real poster. Thank you, Granddad. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway... Anyway, yeah, I there's always something about overdose that just hits me right where it needs to. And uh, it's a lengthy one. It's about six minutes, so I'm going to keep this pretty succinct. But the opening riff is just so... It's just so soft and just so atmospheric, and it just kind of builds. And then the main riff comes in. And the song itself is about love lost. That's what overdose is. It's like you love someone, they're basically a drug to you. And when you're... Uh, uh, when you're broken off from them, it's like going through withdrawals. And, yeah, I figure it was high time to play this song because, you know, it's been three months. And I'm feeling it worse than I ever have. So, this song is like my comfort song for that. I've dedicated it to, like, every uh, to every woman that I have dated. And I do the thing where I like, make a little mix CD of songs that remind me of them. And this song was always on there. So this is kind of a tribute to that, maybe sort of like playing it in relationships wake. There they go. Yeah. So that's that's how I think that's why this song is just like cemented as my favorite. And also the solo just fucking rips. So good. It's so good. Everyone is on point in this song and it's an undercut. It's one that, like I said, nobody really knows about. So hopefully this can enlighten you, fellow listeners. Here is Overdose, my favorite song by ACDC.
Well, to any ex-lovers who are listening, yeah, you know what's up. <laughs> so, yeah, favorite song from what was once my favorite band and still are in kind of a way. Favorite, I don't know, rock and roll band, I guess. Actually, yeah, there's no I guess about that. They are. <laughs> yeah, and... Uh, yeah, for all I'm concerned, you can you can keep your highway to hell, you can keep your back in black, you can keep your thunderstruck, your you shook me all night long. What about uh, big balls? Especially that one. Oh no, big balls is staying with me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a great <clears throat> one. Oh, that's a classic. Yeah. That's a yeah, that's the introductory song to all their little cheeky songs. <laughs> I don't know, ACDZ, they got a lot of songs about love and love lost, a lot of songs about getting with the ladies. Oh my god, that's like 90% of the songs they write. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. They have a Yeah, they got a very uh what is it? discerning caliber. <laughs> and yeah, they're still going to this day. I don't know how. And yeah, all their albums do sound the same. Unless you really listen to them. <laughs> yep, they do. Everyone, even a, in an interview, they with Angus Young, the interviewer asked him, like, what is your response to all the people who are saying you made the same album 16 times? And his response, well, no, they're absolutely wrong. We made the same album 17 times. <laughs> I'm like, oh, mic drop. <laughs> Because it's like, yeah, they're a rock and roll band. They bypassed all the little trends. It's like, even though they were getting big, they were in an, They didn't really want to join the caliber of arena rock. At least not at that moment. Because that they were like ready to join that stage when they released Back in Black. But if you know ACDC's discography, they reverted back a little bit. And they're like, no, we want to play your simple rock and roll songs. And that's what gave them a bit of a lull in the 80s. While glam and thrash was ruling the day. Right. <laughs> yeah, so it was uh, yeah, dark times for them. But then they came uh, roaring back, and now they're perceived as legends. I mean, they play stadiums all over the damn world. And deservedly so. They earned it. Fuck yeah, they earned it. They earned it ten times over. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I, ever, if I ever do see ACDC, which I may not, because, yeah, I mean... They don't have Bond. <laughs> right. And they don't have Malcolm either. So that's that's two of the most important figures in that band. As long as Angus is still living, that band's going to go on. Because he's the he's the mascot. Right. <laughs> who happens to be the one of the greatest guitarists. If I ever see them and they play that song, I'm pro- I can die happy. <laughs> I might just die right there. <laughs> I'll just be, my heart's beating so fast going to cardiac arrest. Uh, but I doubt that's ever going to happen. All of it. I doubt all of, any of that is going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I said, I was going to keep it succinct because that was a long song, but I am eating my own words here. <laughs> so, let's fast forward uh, some 20-odd years, or what was it? Yeah, 20 years yep. from 77 to 97 to see what Dustin has to offer. Yes, uh, the year that this came out, the following year anyway, I graduated high school. So my junior year, uh, Warp Tour, I saw this band, Seven Dust. Their new album had just come out, which was called Seven Dust. And man, I love that band. They were awesome. They had a lot of really great tracks. And uh, coincidental or not intentional, but you had an overdose song, right? 
And mm. so this song could be the next song that would come after you would play Overdose. The name of the song is called Bitch. And this might be the next feeling you have after you play this song for the reasons that you, you talked about. Song. Uh, no comment. <laughs> I'm not putting words in your mouth. I'm just pointing out what could be construed as, okay, we're playing them in order, maybe. Yep, we're speaking allegedly here. <laughs> anyway... Seven Deaths, they're from Atlanta. They started in 94. Their first album came out in 97. I saw them. I've seen them a couple times. Uh, they're one of those bands, one of those new metal bands, because again, I'm playing new metal, uh, that kind of that are still playing. Like a next episode is the band I'm going to be playing on the next episode, also still playing. Their sound hasn't changed as much, but Seven Deaths was one of those bands that their sound became softer, you know, stained. Had their album, uh, you know, uh, Mud Shovel, and then, you know... Oh, yeah. Many bands of that caliber went into a softer direction. I know that Corn uh, eventually did with the whole Skrillex thing. Right. But even more so, Linkin Park, they were probably the poster sure. child of that. Same thing with Deftones. Yep. And, and yeah, like you said, Stained and... Uh, uh, yeah, some others, but not right off the top of my head. But I think I've there's said others. Enough. And Seven Dust is on that list. Still great music. Their newest release came out in 2020. It's just different. It's not better or worse. It just depends on the mood for me, anyway, that I'm in. I, uh, they're still making great music, but off of their first one, like I said, the track is called "Bitch." Uh, I played Terminator. That, that's probably my favorite one. <laughs> but uh, we're gonna get into "Bitch." Here's Seven Dust. Get into "Bitch." I can imagine to be like you The pain and the suffering you put me through I can imagine to be like you The pain and the suffering you put me through
Seven Dust, at least bitch anyway. So, what did you what did you think? Have you how familiar are you with Seven Dust specifically? Well, let me put it this way: I was introduced to Seven Dust by none other than Hit Parader magazine. Okay, and the only thing I really remembered was, oh, their singer is the black version of Jonathan Davis, and that. He's the singer of a new metal band with dreadlocks. Lejean <laughs> <laughs> Witherspoon, yep. yes. Lejean Witherspoon. But I never quite got around to listening to them. And now, this is the first time I've heard them. And my, uh, I guess my conclusion? How the fuck was I sleeping on this? These right? guys are pretty awesome. <laughs> you gotta go back, start with the first album, and then from there, it doesn't really, well, maybe go to the second one. But uh, after that, they, they have a lot of great tracks. Like I said, they're still making great music. I, I heard some of the stuff from 2020, and man, they are awesome. When I heard that album come out in 97, and then I saw that they were coming on Warp Tour, I was like, yeah, I definitely want to check them out. And they are one of those bands that's like, yeah, I really like the music, and then you love the band once you see them live. You're like, oh, man, that's just a <laughs> new level for uh, what the music is. And obviously, I think I've seen them live twice, both pretty early on, so only... Stuff from like this record and maybe the one after this, I, I saw them perform live. But fantastic nonetheless. Go check out that self-title from back in 97 from when Eric was just a few years old. Yeah, just a <laughs> few years. My sister was barely born. Well, depending on what month that was released. She was born in August 97. Probably a little before your sister because I was watching. Mm. I think the album came out somewhere right around Warp Tour and I was watching them July mm. of 97. Okay, so yeah, this album is older than my sister. <laughs> but I'm older than this album, so I'll still I'll still hold that. <laughs> well, check out Seven Dust. That was Bitch by No Coincidence. It was played after Eric's other track. Eric, we're going to wrap up the show. <laughs> yeah, sure. Maybe in one or two instances, because you know how the things goes. It's like you're going through the stages of grief. Right? Yeah, you know, and that's, uh, yeah, when you're in anger. You have some resentment built towards that former person. And I'm like, yes, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) That's just how, that's the name of the game, man. Those are phases that we move past, though, and that's why there's phases, right? Exactly. Yeah, there are phases. You got to allow yourself time to breathe. Yep. For the love of God, breathe. Well, let's, uh, let's wrap up the show. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, Music, Amazon, Music Player, FM, and SSPunkCast.com. You can find all the bands on Instagram 
at the Flatliners at dobleforza.ok at the Beaters Band at Detonate Baltimore at the Creds and Jay at Blood for Blood Official. The show is at SLC Punkcast. Eric, you're up. Where do we find you? On Instagram, you can find me and you know only me at Scary Uncle underscore Eric underscore SLC. Mind you, that is Eric with a C. I have to verify that now. <laughs> and you can find my bands on Instagram, my band Anonymous at anonymous underscore band official, and my band The Apathetics at theapathetics.slc. You can find us both on Facebook at anonymous slc and at The Apathetics. And you can find Anonymous's merch and music on anonymousslc.bandcamp.com. Please listen there because Spotify ain't doing shit for us. They don't do shit for anybody. <laughs> right? Yeah, and if you want to hear my uh, other podcast, there's only three episodes out, but I'm working on the fourth. I've been saying that for a few months, but a few months has just been the most tumultuous months of my life. Okay, no, not, not really. This year has been a rough one so far. Okay, but Lead Melodies, you can find that on Instagram at leadmelodies underscore podcast and on Facebook at lead.melodies.podcast.slc. And also on Facebook, you can find the SLC Hardcore page where I'll be posting flyers and new releases and whatnot at SLC Hardcore. All one word right there. Perfect. Well, all the bands can also be found on Facebook at Flatliners, at Doble Fuerza, at The Beaters Vintage Punk Rock and Roll. Yes, it's very long, but that's where you'll find them. At The Creds, <laughs> at Official Blood for Blood. Stars and Stripes have a Facebook page. The show's at SLC Punkcast. Eric, any final thoughts before we wrap the show? Well, I don't really got much to say in regards to this episode, but I will say, just remember, every band that you're listening to nowadays, they started off as just a little local band. Well... I'll say 90%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 90%. Unless you're an industry plant, everything, uh, everybody got their start in the underground. So, yeah, just uh, make sure you keep paying it to all the local bands because you never know. Maybe they are trying to make it big. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or some of them are just doing it for fun. They just do it in their off time. They do it on the weekends. But, you know, even then, just show the support. They're having fun. They're doing their thing and they want to share it with you guys. So whether it's uh, 20 people at their show or 200 people at their show, maybe they want to have 2,000 people at their show. We'll see. Just uh, just keep giving it back because they're giving stuff to you. And it's nice to see something in return. Play the fucking outro. Outro.